0: Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me for the show this week. I want to say I have exciting things coming up here in the near future. Uh, so there's a couple of things. One, you know, if you've been following this show for any period of time, you know a lot of what I talk about here on the show. Or a lot of the interviews that I have is in regards to music business. And it's just because, you know, working with stars, being in that circle, I'm introduced to a lot of people who were involved in music. Even today's episode is based on music publishing. And so, you know, you're going to get a lot of that information later. Very useful information here on the show today. But... I'm going to be creating a page dedicated to that. So if you are an artist, if you're an aspiring artist, anything you want to know about music business, that'd be a place you can go to. And I'm going to try to tap into some, you know, more uh, Christian areas as soon as possible. And so, or, you know, like try to reach out to some, whether radio execs or people in the Christian sphere uh, to try to get some of their input as well, because there are gates that are, monitored, you know, there's gatekeepers in a lot of areas and in the Christian music area there's also gatekeepers. And so, you know, talking to people like Kelly Cole, who uh whose son Aaron Cole just got signed to Toby Max label. Well he's been signed on it, but you know, they're starting to do some moves right now. And so anyway, a lot of that stuff's gonna be available for you to check out. Also one of my most uh, favorite exciting news is I'm starting up a page on my website that is dedicated to helping you start a podcast. So for anybody out there, if you're wanting to start a podcast, you can go to businesswithaborder.com and then look at the start your podcast section. And what that is gonna entail is it's gonna have just things that you need to look at, think about before you jump into doing a podcast. I'm gonna have affiliate links now. This is a brand new thing. I have an affiliate link with Amazon now. And so what I've done is I've found the different hardware, That's needed for a show, some microphones, pop filter, a mixer, you know, the uh, different cables, things like that. If you purchase it using the link on the website, part of that money comes back to the show. And so if you did that, that'd be greatly appreciated. And it'll obviously be helpful for you because you buy the materials you need to start the show. And so I also have, uh, I'm trying to do a step by step process. So right now I have like the mission, naming your podcast, your recording software, recording hardware, things like that. Uh, There's a bunch of links up already if you want to go ahead and start purchasing things you need for your podcast. And so and it's going from like beginner level to expert level. If you're an expert, you really don't need this particularly. But like, for example, there's three different microphones that are from $21 to the top notch that TrackStar uses, which is $400. And so, and then the one I use in the middle, which is a hundred dollars. So different things like that. So if you're interested, if you need further assistance, then you can contact me. Uh, There is a, uh, just hit uh, the contact on there on the website under Jason Bordeaux and, you know, uh, link up with me and I will try to hook you up with some good information and try to help you if I can. And so anyway, with all of that out of the way, I do apologize for the long intro. Uh, I do want to thank the patrons for the show. These patrons have supported the show for a long time now. I have Mr. Aaron Simpkins at True Strength Apparel.com. Uh, I'm also going to be putting t shirts on the website as well for the Business with the Bordeaux and Solomon Sports Podcast. The t shirts are available. If you want to purchase one, let me know. And True Strength Apparel is the one who can make that possible. So make sure you go support, go to the website, True Strength Apparel.com. And then Mr. LT Smith, or LT, that's his. Um, that's his stage name. Is his artist name? He's got a new song out called "For the Culture." Uh, make sure you check it out. Go support him. You can buy it on the digital web or digital outlets, and you know support him. He supports the show, and he does good music. So uh, that link will be provided in the show description. And the last patron for the show this week, we have Mister Prophet Josiah. He is the one who actually runs NASSEC Publishing. Nas Nasect. publishing. publishing. Lord, I'm getting tongue-tied. Sorry about that. Anyway, so uh, make sure you check out uh, his music as well. You can get a -A prophetjosiah.com. P-R-A-F-I-T, josiah.com. And yeah, so without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into the interview and learn a ton about music publishing. All righty, welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. This week, I have a gentleman, I've actually spoke to him a couple times, once for this show, once for the Independent Artist Spotlight over with Track Stars. but at this time, we're going to be talking about music publishing. Uh, he has a company called Nas Sect, and his goal is to get people's music into films, TV shows, all of that good stuff. I have Mr. Stanley Slaughter. Did I say that right? no it's strotter there's no l in there strotter dang man it's it's
1: spelled like daughter it rhymes with water
0: (laughs) strotter gotcha strotter strotter man it's so funny because like normally i either call you prophet or i call you stanley yep (laughs) so but um anyway man so have things been going since the last time we have talked man
1: oh well you know something you're saying considering i just talked to you yesterday
0: it's pretty good
1: (laughs) but the last time since i've been on the show yeah man it's been awesome god is good (laughs)
0: that's great man that's great well i know i've seen where you were trying to get your uh, music publishing Uh, you had reached out to some people uh, on the track stars universe facebook page and it looked like you were trying to ramp up to get that back up and going man and i've been doing a lot of music business type stuff on this show uh, it, it seems to be kind of the more niched areas that just pops up on this show repeatedly. And I think it's mainly because just the circles that I communicate in. Right. But, uh, but yeah, music publishing is something I have not touched on. And the interesting thing is uh, in my independent artist spotlight with tragic hero, he actually said the only way to really make money in music is publishing. Mm, and right. so I was like, okay, well he just said that. So I need to go ahead and get, standing on the show to kind of break this down. <laughs> and uh, because if that's true, then these, you know, people who are listening, who are artists, they need to understand what it is, Absolutely. how to do it. And, um, and what you as an individual and company can do for them if they decide to go and check you out. Yeah. But yeah, man, just in, in general though, um, what is music publishing?
1: So in a nutshell, music publishing is the act of collecting income for songwriters and producers and trying to get them income via the licensing of their music in several different areas, such as film, TV, with other artists singing their songs or performing over their music, um, licensing the music to websites, YouTube, Hulu, Netflix, anywhere where you hear music where you don't normally pay attention to it, somebody had to license it to use it. And gotcha. That, gotcha. And that equals money. <laughs>
0: So who all actually gets paid? Like, if, for example, um, Kristen Gray, his mm-hmm. song "Can't Stop" or uh, "Stop Me," mm-hmm. his song was on the Rampage movie. Yep, or is in the, uh, trailer. the trailer, trailer, trailer. Mm-hmm. So who actually collects income from that? Like okay. all the people involved.
1: Okay, so the people that collect the income are the songwriters and the producers. And anybody that owns the copyright in that song, typically the songwriter and the, and the producer own the copyright, unless they have licensed or have somebody collecting money on their behalf. So uh, essentially, it would be the songwriter, the producer, and the publisher. Okay. And, the, and the label, because they usually own the masters.
0: Gotcha. What about the actual performer? Nothing dang really <laughs> oh i didn't know that so, so know that. okay
1: unless the performer is also the songwriter or producer okay. but the so so like say you wrote a song i made the beat and then we have some other person recorded for us right. and then that song gets placed in a trailer that other person doesn't get anything unless we've negotiated separately hey we'll give you a piece of our cut because they're just performing it. They didn't actually create anything. They're just they're just performing what we gave them. If that makes gotcha. sense.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So that's almost like, I mean, I'm trying I, I'm trying to think of it in a different market sense. So it's almost like me as a pharmacy technician, my 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 daytime my or my nighttime job, mm-hmm. I deliver meds to patients, but the sale of it, I don't get any of that. Right. The pharmaceutical company and anybody who owns part of that, they actually get the money. I just get paid to deliver it.
1: Correct. Now, now check this out. Here's a, here's an interesting piece that, that I found out some time ago. If you're dealing with a famous performer, the tables change. So let's say Uh. you wrote the song. I made the beat and we take it to Mary J. Blige or somebody that's really big. Mary J. Blige is gonna say, if you want me to sing your song, I want so many points off this record. A point is a percentage. She's okay. gonna say, even though I didn't write anything, even though I didn't produce anything, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't make any money because people are gonna listen to it because it's me. Right. So 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 she gets to command, well, you know what? Or better yet, Beyonce would be like a better example for this. Um she gets to say, you know what? I want I want 25%. And you can't say anything because she's Beyonce and you know she's gonna sell a crap (laughs) ton of records and you you want her to sell because if she sells you make more money. So you're just gonna say, Yeah. You're not gonna say, Well, no, you didn't you didn't write this, you didn't produce this. You're gonna say, So what? I'm me. And you say, Well, yeah, that's right, you are you, so (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's right. Queen B, Queen B. So now I mean what is a typical payout, would you say, or or is there like an estimate of how much like a song in a trailer, uh, how much a company would pay to have a song in their trailer? Is there like a an average price or does it is it like just a wide range of?
1: It's a, it's a wide range depending how the song is used, how many seconds are used. Um, are there people talking over it? Is it just like the main music thing? So there's a lot of different variables, but typically a trailer has its own budget versus where a film has its own budget. So for instance, the trailer money is different than the movie money. The trailer is part of the promotional budget, which there's yeah. a lot of money in the promotional budget. But uh just to give you some numbers, I mean from what I've heard, a trailer you can make anywhere from ten to a hundred thousand plus.
0: Now, now does that just now does that work like you know you have a licensing deal and they can play the trailer as many times as they want or is there a set number of times they can play that trailer then to pay you like how does that work
1: uh most likely it's going to be we get to do it as many times as we want
0: okay okay
1: it's going to be like in perpetuity forever because they're going gotcha. to be able to you know, you know what i'm saying because the trailer might end up on youtube or might end up on hulu or something like that and yeah. people still have trailers you can find on youtube i mean from like 20 years ago so they don't want it to run out you know what i mean
0: Which is why you get
1: paid so much. That makes sense. But you got to think that's a that's a non-exclusive license for that particular song. So I can have that song in five trailers. It's not like it's exclusive to that one thing. I could just keep licensing the same song over and over and over and get more and more money. Like like I'm pretty sure you heard um, Kanye West Power. Dude, that song was in. I can't even I mean, had to be like five to ten
0: trailers. Right, right. Well, even uh, I mean, that Christian Grey song we're talking about, that's been in at least two that I know of. It was a television show, mm-hmm. and then it was in a Rampage movie. And I think there was another one I heard it in, but I can't be entirely sure. And mm-hmm. then there was a, uh, I know there was a NBA, some type of a NA, NBA finals a few years ago, where uh, there was a song from uh, WLAK mm-hmm. that was in that. And I was thinking, okay, okay. Now, uh, is it the same for a situation like NF's intro on, like, the, like a video game Madden?
1: It is. I mean, essentially everything's the same, but the prices may switch around or be different. So it's the same thing in in that they license the music. It's most likely going to be, I'm saying, forever, and then they pay you, um, usually like a, a upfront fee, and then you get paid royalties based upon. Well, for like a video game or something like that, you, you may get royalties based upon how many sales there are or something like that.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Sweet, man. I love me, learning stuff. I love learning stuff. Let me so, give you another
1: example real quick. So like, Okay. So with the, with, uh, with the song Good Feeling, when I was a um, publisher for that song, that song got picked up for a um, commercial that was in the Super Bowl. So... What they have to do is whenever somebody wants to use your song, they have to contact all the copyright owners. And because I represented one of the copyright owners, I got sent an email. And the email said, Hey, we want to use this song in this commercial. They sent us um, you know, like a video of the commercial so we could see it. And it said, We're thinking about using this song for like 50 seconds or something like that. And there's going to be other songs in the commercial too, well we really want to use yours. We're really excited about it. Da-da-da-da-da. And then it said, um, and so we're thinking about paying 300000 And I'm looking at all the zeros in the email. And this is what this was like my first time seeing something like this. So I'm looking at it. I thought they made a mistake. I thought I said, this must be a typo <laughs> because you know, said so they must have added extra zero by mistake is what I actually thought. I wasn't, you know what so I'm saying? I, I was kind of new to it.
0: And so, so you I thought said, that me, comma was supposed to be like a dot, like $300. No, I thought it was supposed to be like
1: 3,000 or maybe 30,000. That seemed like a lot to me. Not 300. That just seemed strange to me. So I started to email back and say, I think there's a typo, da, da, da. But I said, you know what? Let me fall back. I'm kind of new to this. I won't respond. You know what I'm saying? So what happened was everybody else that was in the chain email replied to all. And everybody kept saying, oh, yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah, that sounds good. And I'm going, what? This This is what they do? And so I just reply <laughs> i re- I hit reply all too, that sounds fair <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fall in line, fall in line
1: and so that was so that's one song in a Super Bowl, which is the biggest thing ever, so there's always a lot of money when you get a commercial that's in a Super Bowl, but that oh, yeah. was for like fifty seconds for a song to be licensed for fifty seconds in a super Bowl commercial, one license now I could license that song to. I'm saying like a bunch of other places. The only stipulation that they had was you cannot license this song for another beer commercial. Cause it was for beer. So it was like, you can't license this song in another beer commercial in the Super Bowl, And gotcha. that was their only stipulation. So we we're like, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem.
1: And then, and then essentially what they do is whenever there's a bunch of songwriters and a bunch of producers, they split the money based upon what the percentages are. So like, if your percentage in that song was twenty five percent, you would get twenty five percent of that three hundred thousand. Or if you're, you're, saying, if your percentage was ten percent, you're saying same thing.
0: Technical question. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you pay your tax on your twenty five percent, and there's not like a tax on the whole entire income.
1: Correct. You get paid on what you get because that's your income.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Trying to think of all the little small nitpicky things that an artist might think of. Now, next question, uh, and, and I think this is where uh, Nasik really comes in: is an artist has a song, he has a beat, he created a whole entire song, he wrote the song, performed the song, and let's say he had a producer produce the beat for him. How does he get a song published? What are the steps taken? um there's just like an online form? How does all that work? Okay,
1: well, let me just break down a couple of things. First. To have a song published, all that means is that you made it available for sale. So it's on iTunes, it's wherever it is. That means the song is published. The act of music publishing is now taking that song and trying to get income from it outside of record sales. So uh, if he wants to do something outside of record sales, outside of iTunes, the first thing he needs to do, which he should do anyway before you put it on iTunes, is copyright the music. You want to send it into the copyright office, make sure you have something written that that is legit that says, "Hey, this song was written by you. You actually own it." So if somebody wants to license the song, they have proof that you are the owner of that song. Now, because you have a producer, you 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 guys are co-owners, and typically it's 50-50. The producer gets 50%, you get 50%, unless you have another deal in writing that says something different. Gotcha? So after you copyright it, right? That's the first step. Copyright the song. Second step is to make sure. Well, actually, probably the first step would be before you copyright it, to make sure that the song doesn't contain samples or other bits and pieces of someone else's music that you haven't used without permission.
0: If you now, got- is there any type of way to check that? Because I remember in in like college writing a paper, mm-hmm. like I would take you put it into this this program on the website. And it would tell you, hey, a certain percentage of this has been used elsewhere. Hmm. Is there any type of program like that for music? Not that I know of. I mean, what was
1: that program you were using?
0: <laughs> I never heard uh, of it, was, it, was, um, it. It was a program through the college. They, they had to purchase it. Okay. And the way it worked is like whenever you would turn in into paper. You would upload it to that program that's on the school's website. Oh, and they okay, would and then they, they would check
1: to see if you stole like other pieces, exactly. They were checking word. for plagiarism. Right, I was right, thinking right, They ought
0: to have something like that for music. That way, you could put it in there, mm-hmm. and because because they, they have it with like lyrics, where they can hear the lyrics, transcribe it, and see if it's you know they can recognize the the pattern or whatever. Yeah, but they should do that with 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 music too.
1: Well. There probably is something like that for music. Um, They do have what's called like a digital audio fingerprint, so to speak. And sometimes they can track music with that. Um, The thing is, if you're a producer, you know what you sample. You know what I'm saying? You know if you made it all original or you know if you took a record or whatever. Um, In this day and age, a lot of people buy beats online. And so you really want to be careful if you plan on using that music for something else other than selling it on iTunes. Make sure it doesn't have any samples in it or find out. And if it does have samples, then you got to go through the work of trying to get that sample cleared, which basically means you go to the copyright owners of the original music and ask their permission to use it in your song. Um, um, I mean, a good example of this is when when I was in college, me and my brother wrote a song and we sampled this. This dude's. He was like he was like a country folk uh, gospel singer. And right. I forgot where I got his tape from, but, but you know what Newham said, but he had something that sounded real cool, and I ended up looking him up online, emailed him a copy of the song and said, Hey, I'm in college, I don't have any money. Me and my brother wrote this song. Here's a copy of the song. Is it okay if if we use your thing in the song and sell it? And he wrote back and said, Oh man, this sounds cool. I didn't, I didn't realize my music would ever be in like a rap song, but this sounds great. Yeah, man, do whatever you want. And I showed it to my teacher, and she was like. She was like, look at you, 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 uh, you cleared your first sample.
0: (laughs) And I was like, Oh wow. (laughs) Now, does that have to be notarized at all? Because I I feel like if you email that it might be like the person could easily say, well, I didn't write that.
1: Um, you want to get whatever makes you feel comfortable. So typically it would be notarized. Um, email is pretty good because. You know what I'm saying, like, if you could prove that's their email and you have, you know, fifteen, twenty correspondences going back and forth, they can't say it's not them. When you call them on the phone and then in the email, you're like, yeah, so, you know, I talked to you yesterday on the phone and you said this, and they go, oh yeah, I did say that. It's like now that's not you. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm gotcha, gotcha. And then and then we have your signature. And I mean, typically, I have everything notarized because I like to make sure everything's on the up and up. But right, that's you, what
0: I mean for for an artist's sake, producer's sake. Uh, Me personally, I'd be the type where I would look for any type of way somebody could finagle their way out of it. Yep. Because you know, a notary, you got to have an ID. Yep. And you got to have somebody who can say, "Okay, this person actually signed this." You got it. And so, you know, I I personally would be worried about just having an email because I could see a, a good lawyer. Getting some money out of you by saying, "Well, he didn't have that email; it was an old email. His wife did it, trying to get back at him, or something right. like that." Right
1: now, see, I mean, I was in college and I got an email. I was just excited. He said, "Yeah,"
0: but, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? you know, it was your first sample,
1: you know. But now, I mean, when I have my company, everything's notarized. Like,
0: gotcha, and gotcha. you can't just
1: sign it and send it back. Like, now you got to go to the your your bank or your grocery store, wherever you get your notary at. Get that joint popping and then send it back to me. Gotcha. Because I don't want nobody coming back if you die and say, oh, you know what I'm saying? My dad never really signed that. Everything really belongs to me. Like, no, your dad signed this over and we have control of it legally. So, I mean, you're still going to get paid, but there's no finagling out of that.
0: Yeah. I know. I think it was Marvin Gaye's family who sued that Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams for a Mm -hmm. sample and uh and they got paid. They got paid. No, they didn't say they allowed for the sample. They just said that the song was sampled without their permission. Correct. Right. And uh and they got paid for it. That was a big it, deal.
1: So. That was a huge Yeah, yeah. Deal.
0: I I researched that in my business law class cuz I was trying to figure out licensing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh so but anyway, so um so after you copyright, now ha- how do you copyright something?
1: So, to copyright, well, first of all, anytime you put something down in a tangible medium of expression, you have a copyright, period. You have a copyright. So like if I record something on my computer and I hit save, I have a copyright. I own that because I created it. When you go online, what you're doing is you're registering your copyright with the government so that the government is aware of your copyright that you did in your home. So it's like that's your proof. But, but you have a copyright the minute you make something. All you're doing online is you're just registering your copyright so that everyone else is aware of it
0: gotcha gotcha because i have heard i heard somebody say like i can't remember way back in the day whenever i was trying to song write, i had read out lyrics and a friend of mine was like you need to go ahead and take that and mail it to yourself so you have a cheap man's copyright poor man's copyright poor man yeah poor not too, well, cheap too <laughs> <laughs> same thing <laughs> but uh but yeah, and I heard that and I wasn't sure if that was really legit. And then I heard somebody else say that the problem is if somebody else takes that and they take it to the government and there's no We're way loose. to prove mm-hmm. and, there's, and there's no way to prove that you did do it first and they copyright before you do that, they could actually contain ownership.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, typically a poor man's copyright is really not a copyright at all because I could still steal your music, register with the copyright office, and if you take me to court, and you have the letter you sent to yourself and I have the registration from the copyright office, I win. Because gotcha, my document gotcha. trumps yours.
0: Gotcha. So now do you, could? so I'm guessing like do you send, if you're doing a song, mm-hmm. do you send in like the lyrics, the beat, both of them together? H- how do you send that information to get copyrighted? Like the actual process so, of sending um, So when you
1: go to the copyright office website, yeah, so so essentially, you go to copyright.gov, um, you sign in, and you fill out all the information: who's the writer, who's the owner, when were you born, who did this, who did that. And once you fill out all that information, then you upload your song, the music and the lyrics. You can actually send in the lyrics too if you want to, or you can upload an acapella. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You send that into them, and then they download it, and then they send you like a registration certificate saying that boom this is you um gotcha. and, and oh also by the way if you're trying to learn how to copyright you're not exactly sure how to do it you can go to my youtube page youtube.com forward slash nas n-a-z is in zebra s-e-c-t and uh, i actually walk through how to register your copyright online step-by-step video
0: okay self-plug awesome <laughs> awesome that's what it is for man to share and uh, to let people know where they can find some more information, at man. Yeah, absolutely. So um, now it. Uh, hold on, now I'm trying to bring up your website. NASIC, while we are on the, the line here. So mm-hmm. um, so after the copyright, what is uh what's next after you copyright it? All
1: right. So after you copyright your music, now you uh you can do whatever you want. You have ownership. You can proceed to trying to get a license. You can do that on your own or you can hire a publisher to do that for you on your behalf. But either way, you just want to make sure that you know what you're getting into, that you do some research on whatever you're trying to do and um, make sure you read all the contracts. <laughs> Somebody puts a contract in your face, read it. Make sure you have an understanding of it. Get your own lawyer. Have them look at, um, you know, look it over for you um, just, just to make sure that you're well informed. Don't just go, oh, okay, cool. I'll just sign anywhere. Who cares what it says? That's probably not a good idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but with, with uh, contracts, like I know, and, and the hard part is a lot of times, you know, I mean, you sign a contract whenever you log into Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, When you create a Google account, there's so many things. that like Everything you do, you're signing a contract, and, and usually you don't read it all. But right. when you do read it all, you see a little tiny stipulation that can cost you lots of money, mm-hmm. uh, a whole lot of money. And so I do, um, I do suggest anybody any kind of contract you sign, uh, especially one that involves like a financial situation like this, that you read it. If you don't understand it, get a lawyer. Pay two hundred dollars, have them read it over, and yeah. let you know what it's saying. <laughs> For sure, or, or or at least get somebody
1: you... that. Is well versed and they've done this before. Like me, I'm not a lawyer, but I know how to read a contract. So gotcha. all my friends and people that are in music business type things, they always call me and say, "Hey, can can you look at this real quick? And just you know, make sure it's right." And I let them know, you know, what I'm saying, "Hey, you know, this kind of looks kind of sketchy right here.
0: <laughs> you right, might want right. to
1: have change that paragraph to say something else."
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I it I could, I mean, I could just imagine. Uh, depending on what type of you're dealing with somebody could definitely get one over on you if you're not aware of what you're signing absolutely and so now after that typically uh i know you said that like normally whenever they they pay they pay up front Mm -hmm. and they pay you royalties correct now how do you keep track of the of the royalties and stuff depending like if you're you know if it's depending on sales or whatever like how do you really keep track of that
1: Okay, so, so so there's multiple different royalties that are paid. It all depends upon what type of placement you get. So let's say we're talking about a placement that's on TV, right? So you take your song, you already copyrighted it, you got lucky, you send it to a uh, music supervisor, they like your music, they said, hey, we want to use it in our next TV show. Let's say it's on MTV or something like that. They'll probably pay you, let's say, $300 up front which is called a sync fee. They'll pay you the $300 sync fee, which is just a fee for the for the, for the the ability to use your music. Then you'll get royalties on the back end every time that show was played and your music is played. Those royalties are paid out by the uh, three performance uh, rights organizations in the United States. You got ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC in the United States. Those companies... You have to register your songs with them. They go out and scan TV and scan radio, and they make sure that you get paid for your song.
0: So do you pay to register it with them? No, that's free. Okay, so you submit it to them, they keep it on file, and they just automatically scan?
1: Yeah, that's typically how it works. There, there. I mean, there's some other companies that uh, you know, you could pay some more money to them and they actually have software that will scan, you know, radio stations, TV stations everywhere for that for that um, digital fingerprint I was telling you about. And if your song comes up, um, you could take that information and give it to ASCAP and say, hey, you guys missed a few places. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go get my right. money and then they'll go get it for you because because <laughs> I mean, they get paid too. you know what I'm
0: saying? So how how, how do they get paid?
1: Um, so let's say like ASCAP and BMI, they collect, uh, they collect yearly fees or maybe monthly fees for you to be able to use music in your particular establishment or on your TV show or or like whatever it is. You know how you go to like a store and you hear music playing? Yeah. Or, or like you go to a bar and you hear music playing. those establishments have to pay ASCAP a yearly fee for paying their, for a playing their songwriters' music. And then all the money they collect from those establishments, they divvy that out to their writers and their producers,
0: whether That's it's supposed gotcha. to. <laughs> now, do you have to register with all of them, or can you just do, like, one?
1: Uh, as a writer or a producer, you're only allowed to sign with one at a time. Okay, as a publisher, gotcha. I can sign up with all three because I'm signing up multiple writers from different... From different organizations so i have to be able to deal with all of them
0: so just to clarify so you can only like take one a song and submit that to one company
1: correct and that company is going to um check and make sure that you get paid
0: gotcha gotcha i mean that's that seems like a pretty cool ordeal man because i never was thinking about it and you know, just publishing, and uh, the little tiny bit that I knew, mm-hmm. I felt like, man, how in the world can an artist keep up with who, how many times their songs being used, or who's right. using it? I mean, obviously, who's using it? You're supposed to have a contract, but uh, that just seemed like a lot of work. So it is, uh, it
1: is. That's why you have these other companies that that are kind of working on your behalf.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So man, that it, it's interesting uh, talking about this, realizing how much money that TVs and, and movie studios and how much they got to put out for, for music. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Uh, yo,
1: I mean like music is everywhere. And I, and I, and, and, and I think because we hear it all the time, we kind of take music for granted, but right, if you right. remove music from stuff, a lot of stuff becomes boring and bland. I mean, imagine your favorite movie. It's not as suspenseful. If you don't hear, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like if that part's not there, It's just a guy walking on the street. (laughs) Like that's not exciting, you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) So towards the end of, um, towards the end of like movies, Mm -hmm. like in in the final credits, one of the very last things you see at the end of the uh, the Marvel film that you're sitting through to catch the post credit scene, yep. Uh, they have the list of all the songs. Right now, in the movie itself, like a lot of times you hear, like the the background music or whatever, especially like a suspense. Um, like do, do companies or like do movie makers, uh, pr- no, film producers, do they uh, tend to make their own music to prevent that type of an ordeal?
1: To prevent what kind of an ordeal?
0: Like, like to having to pay a licensing fee. Like, do they just buy, or do they pay somebody to just compose music for just that film? And, uh, uh, or,
1: sometimes they do usually usually they'll hire a composer for the whole for the whole entire project depending how big the film is or or they'll hire like a like an orchestra or something like that right. or or they might go online and you know what I'm saying go to these places it's called like music houses and they'll just sift and search through a bunch of different music and then get the money you know what I'm saying? and then and then get their music that way
0: now for something like the black panther album Mm-hmm. does I mean obviously I mean I don't, I don't think you have ac- access to their contract but something like that where they can play songs on the radio uh is it still the case that the songwriter and the producer owns it like how does that kind con- uh, do, of do you have you ever dealt with that kind of contract where or heard about it to where I mean because there's been a lot of times where like uh South Paul mm-hmm. you know like uh Shady Records produced that whole entire album and with this, uh, Black Panther, Kendrick Lamar and Top Dog right. Entertainment. So sometimes there'll be a movie and one like record label or group produces the whole entire album. Correct. So who, who owns like, do you know who typically owns that is it the, the writers and producers, the album? So, the, um, so yeah. yeah.
1: So, so like those are two different things. Once, once you make a record out of it, that's completely separate from the movie. That's a whole different animal. So. Okay. I mean, they have um, they're like working together for the promotion aspect of it. But from the moment that you say we want to put your song on a record or put it on iTunes or whatever so we can sell it, there has to be some type of record contract. So now you have a record deal for this one song to be on this album. And that contract is going to be completely separate from any deal you got with your song being played five seconds into the movie or something like that. So that's going to be just like a regular record contract. hey. We want to use your song and we'll pay you, you know what I'm saying, whatever kind of advance and da da, da da da. So I mean that's a whole nother beast. Those 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 contracts can range I mean I mean just all over the place, really. Because it's just a record deal basically for that for that one particular project.
0: Gotcha. So are there any myths in the music production that that you know of that you'd like to share?
1: Myths. Um I mean, when we're talking about one of them, the poor man's copyright, gotcha. um, you know, one I always like to bring up a lot, um, is that, um, back in the day, it was always said, you should never give anybody your copyright. Never, ever, ever, ever give anybody your copyright because <laughs> once you give somebody your copyright, they're going to rob you. They're going to take all your money. They're going to do this and do that. And you're going to be screwed forever. And it's kind of a myth because I mean, it's just, it's just not really true. Um, You can give up your copyright. You just got to read the contract. Like, what does the contract say? Typically, a contract says, you give us the copyright for a certain period of time, and we agree to pay you X amount of dollars, or we agree to pay you a certain percentage every time we collect money and da-da-da-da. So, I mean, you don't get robbed just because you gave it the copyright. You get robbed because you didn't read the contract. or because you didn't hire the lawyer for $200 because you thought that was too much money, and then you got robbed out of two hundred thousand because you try to do everything by yourself. And you say, "Oh man, see, I, I should have never given my copyright." He's like, "Well, you should have read the contract. <laughs> the contract says what they can and can't do. If they yeah. if they if they breach the contract, now you go to court and you get your money."
0: That that lawyer fee is uh, it's a lot smaller compared to what you could possibly be making and what you're going to miss out on.
1: A, it's a, look, look, look like when I first started my company. Um, first of all, I knew a lot about music publishing cause I went to school for music business. So I learned a lot at school and I remember when I first started working with this guy and, um, I just say, you know what, I'm just going to jump in and I'm just going to wing it. So I'm winging it and, uh, I got a contract and it was like one paragraph that I didn't understand what it meant. Mm. And, um, I called a lawyer. I said, look, I need you to look at this contract for me. I need you to tell me what this paragraph means. And he said, okay, well, I can help you. Well, I said, no, no, no. I know everything. I, <laughs> I understand the rest of this. This paragraph, I need you to tell me what this means because I don't get it. And he said, well, I charge $200 an hour. I have $200. I need, you to, saying, I need you to get on the phone and explain to me what this means. Paid him his money, got on the phone. He explained to me what it meant. And it just opened up the whole world to me. I was like, oh, so that's what that means. Cool. Thank you. And then I went forward. Now, I mean, because that's all I needed. But if I wouldn't have did that and I just tried to keep going without knowing what I was doing, man, I would have been messed up.
0: Right. Right. And I feel like something that somebody might encounter is paying the two hundred dollars. And then that particular section of the contract might not mean that much. And then they don't want to do it in the future reference. You know?
1: Yeah. But at least you know what it means now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, You're paying for security. Correct. And comfort. Yes, sir. <laughs> you're paying for that comfort. So um, so how do you actually pitch music to to people to, to have it being used in a film or TV show?
1: Okay, so pitching music is, uh, I mean, there's multiple ways to pitch music too. So uh, you can pitch music in person. If you go to conferences, you meet some of the people. Well, first of all, you got to know who you're pitching to. Typically, when it comes to film and TV, you're trying to reach out to the music supervisor, which is the person that's in charge of the music for the whole entire film. Or you might be pitching music to the music editor, which is the person. Excuse me. The uh, yeah. Music editor, which is the person that is actually chopping up the music and putting it under the actual visuals. Um, sometimes if it's an independent film, you actually could talk to the director. Now, I mean, like depending upon how big or small the film is sometimes you can actually reach a director because the director has the final say. And so if you get the music passed by through him, then you're I mean your goal, um, you can give music to a music supervisor. All they're going to do is take all the music that, that, that they think works for the film. Then they're going to give it to the director and say, what do you think about this? If the director says no, then the answer is no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so, so yeah, that's how, so, so like those are the people you want to talk to. Uh, music supervisor, music editor, and a director. If you could get to them, if it's like a small, smaller, smaller project. And if you're gotcha. trying to talk to people that are like with record labels, I mean, you probably want to talk to like an A and R person, or you want to talk to um, maybe like the artist manager. Anybody that has an in or a say in what actually is going to be put on the album. That's part you want to reach out to
0: right and i feel like one great way to really do this one is to just organically meet people go to conferences and yep. film releases and all sorts of stuff because you'll meet people that you never expected to meet or you'll right. meet somebody who you had new no idea would have influence on the director or the you know the music manager um because i mean you write the you know you meet the right best friend yes you know?
1: oh yeah oh yeah that's another good thing too if you could get in good with the assistant to these people, yeah. you are gold because these people are talking to these people every single day and likely they don't know you. So you get in good with the assistant. The assistant comes in and say, oh, man, I heard this really cool song. They're going to listen to their assistant. Yep. And then the chances of you getting in good with the actual main music supervisor person is kind of low because they're busy. They're working really hard and you're not in their circle. So they don't know you like that. And so you want to get in good, like you said, with their best friend, with their assistant, whoever has close contacts with them and say, hey, I got some great music I think would be good for your particular project. You know, check it out.
0: (laughs) You know, it'd be awesome. If like, for example, if you wanted to get your your song or your music on a future Black Panther movie, go to the well, I mean, unless they have Kendrick Lamar doing all of them. (laughs) Uh, But look at the credits on the movie. Find all the people who are directly connected to the person you need to get your stuff to and follow all of them on social media and then try to some way connect without just pitching them your music.
1: I'll do you one better. Social media is a great place. I met a lot of music supervisors on social media. Um, Another thing you could do is I'm sure, well, some people may not have heard of this site, imdb.com. Yep. They, have a, they have a regular version, which is just for the average person. They also have a pro version of the site, pro.imdb.com. They give you all the back-end information. You can look up uh, I'm saying any movie that's out, really, and it will tell you who the music supervisor is. It'll tell you all the projects that they're working on. It'll tell you who their assistant is sometimes. Um, it gives you a lot of information, phone numbers, emails, social media sometimes. If you can't find it there, take that person's name, go on LinkedIn, find them on LinkedIn, go on social media, like you said. I mean, technology nowadays basically connects everybody. And if you're a savvy online person, you can find ways to get into their circle, even just by complimenting them and say, hey, I loved your last project where you put this song at the end of the movie. That was so cool. Most people don't know about stuff like that. So they, they kind of perked their ears up to that. Like, oh, wow, you know about the song I placed it 30 seconds in? Yeah, man, yeah. that was cool how you did that. Okay. And then you keep doing things like that over three or four months. Then you pop up and say, hey, I've been watching your projects. I got a song I think might fit. They're probably going to say, hey, okay, send it to me. And you're like, yes. Now, now, now the thing <laughs> you send them, it better fit what they're looking for, and it yeah. better be awesome. Because you get one shot. It's just like what you got. You only got one shot.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you better make that 10 seconds count. Yes, sir. Because I'm pretty sure they don't listen to more than 10 seconds.
1: Well, I mean, you might get 15. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: might get 15. Might get 15. <laughs> they go here, and if it don't fit, they just go throw it away.
1: Now, you know what, too? Um, a lot of people don't have time to do all that. So that's why you have a publisher working on your behalf. Because you just want to write songs and go to the studio and go do your shows or whatever you do. You don't feel like spending hours and hours stalking a media supervisor to get into a movie. So that's why you either have somebody on your team that does that for you, or you hire somebody like me that does that for you.
0: Well, I wouldn't say stalking. I would say connecting. Okay. Okay, That sounds a little bit better.
1: (laughs) I mean, whatever you want to call it, man. But essentially... (laughs) You're following this person around, whether yeah, online yeah. or in person, <laughs> and you want to get in their circle. It, you you know make I'm saying? It it's sound clean. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of <laughs> like, you know, like I said this before too when I was on Track Stars. It's like, it's kind of like seeing a beautiful woman. She's single, you're single, and you want to talk to her. She doesn't know you. Uh, you got to find a way to get into her circle without pissing her off. Without being just another one of the dudes that's always talking to her, how are you going to do that? You got to be clever. So you might have to stalk her a little bit. And...
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, as you know, and you know, sometimes like you know, and, and I kind of use an example for, for like, you know, going into the the Christian world here, uh, like you know, meeting Jesus, introducing somebody to Jesus. You you got to get to know the people around. Uh, people got to trust you. Absolutely. And then, and then, you know, when you introduce somebody to somebody, you know, it, it makes more sense instead of just jumping in there and like, Hey, here's this, here's that. Um, but yeah, getting to know people, uh, is, is one of the, really the best ways to connect, especially if you're trying to meet somebody else or whatever. But you know, the thing, the problem is, is, uh, we're in a society where it's like, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? And I don't yep. want people to go out and try to make connections just for that reason now if it's a job if you're a publishing company and you do have to make connections i understand that but on a personal level you know i try to i mean for example you know sometimes i'll get people who will follow me on twitter or whatever yeah and then as soon as i follow them the first thing they do is send me a link to music or they'll they'll, they'll send me a friend request on facebook I'll accept it. They'll shoot me their music video. Don't even say nothing. They don't say, "Hey, how are you?" Yada yada yada. You know, they just they just send me a link to music. Yeah, and, um,
1: super impersonal. <laughs> and so,
0: like, you don't want to do that. I mean, if you have a publishing, if you, if you're you know, if that's your job as a company and your job is to do that, and people are expecting that from you, that's different. But if if you're on a just by yourself personally and i think that's why it, it does help to have a representative for you yeah because it doesn't look you know it has a different look yeah it definitely and, uh, it does so i mean speaking of placements though i mean you've had uh i'm looking at your website here uh, nasec.com and uh and it looks like you I mean you've had a ton of different placements NFL films WWE mm-hmm. Ellen DeGeneres show USA network uh and that's there's a lot of what about 20, 30 up here? Mm-hmm. There's a lot up here. So uh, you know, it is what was their personal connections for all of those? Um uh,
1: Really, I had no connections with any of them when I first started. Uh essentially I did all the stuff that we talked about. I followed these people on social media. Oh, there's another place too that I just thought about. Um <laughs> sorry. Uh so okay, there's a there's a there's a company called com. N-A-R-I-P dot com. Um, They host uh, pitching sessions where they will bring in a music supervisor that's looking for music for a trailer or looking for music for a film or whatever. Um, You pay about two or three hundred dollars to sit down in a small setting of maybe like 15 to 20 people, sometimes less than that. And the whole session is about pitching music. If they like your music, then they take it and then you get paid. So, I mean, that's another way too. So they have this, this thing is set up specifically for you to pitch music. Um, and that's one way that you can get in good with people. But what I did was, um, I mean, before I found out about that place, uh, I follow people on social media. Um, I went to a bunch of conferences. I read a lot of books. I did a lot of online research. And, um, what I come to find is that as long as you treat people with respect, and you talk to them as if you know what you're talking about uh most most of the time they'll give you the time of day Now, i mean to go check your music i mean like, here's an example i was following somebody on twitter probably about three or four months and i kept you know just corresponding with this person just a little chit chat hey how you doing i liked your last project okay great i'm saying retweet something she say i did this for about three or four months and then one day i said hey you know what you're probably one of my most favorite um, music supervisors. I follow a lot of them. Uh, I really like how you move. I like how you operate, this, this, and that. And she said, okay, great. Why don't you send me some music? Just out of the blue. And I was just like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I shot her a DM, and uh, she gave me her email address and her phone number. And then, you know, from that point on, we had a relationship. And then if you're getting good with one, They'll, you know what I'm saying? That's like a close knit community. So if they use your music or they don't use your music, they'll tell their other music supervisor friends, hey, I work with Stanley. He has some great music. He doesn't use any samples. You know what I'm saying? This this is somebody you can trust. Maybe you should go check him out. And and then, you know, that's kind of
0: like how that worked. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, for anybody out there who uh, who wants to kind of get a little bit more, you do have. An album on your website, not a music album. This is an informational album, absolutely. On how to pitch music for film, TV, and artists, Volume One. Correct. And uh, if you go to the website, that's up there. You can download the full album for twelve ninety nine. Right. And so, and that's naz dash dot com.
1: Correct. And I'm actually going to uh, make it free this weekend. So I'm going to make make it free this weekend forever. So. I mean, the nice. most you might have to give me is your email address or something like that, you know, so we can stay in contact. <laughs> but the album's gonna be free, you know, so you could download it. I actually have to update it, so that's why I'm gonna take the process, um, take the price off because I I recorded that three years ago. I actually, okay. need to make another one, um, you know, so I could update and stuff like that. But yeah, free information, man. You can't beat that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the stuff is you know kind of ongoing, like explanation of masters and publishing uh what does a public uh public lord music <laughs> publisher do getting tongue yeah. twisted here uh so there's a lot of uh evergreen information in here you know just uh evergreen lord uh there's information in here that's going to remain the same and so right. definitely make sure you go check that out i have the website link in the description of the show so you can just click on it and head over there and download that and um But yeah, man. So, you know, what would you say are some of the biggest lessons that you've really learned uh, Mm. that you would love to share with people? Because I know you probably, you know, had a bunch of different things that's happened or experienced or even heard about. Uh, What are some of the most important things, uh, like two or three just golden nuggets that we can share with people?
1: Yeah, I think I think one, do your homework like you have to know it's it's like imperative that you know what you're talking about. This is not a situation where you could walk in and just kind of BS your way around. Like, oh yeah, 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 I know what that is. Cause you'll get called on it real real quick. And they, you know, in the music business it's very easy to tell when somebody doesn't know what they're talking about, because they say things that don't make sense to people that are in the know. Like a lot of people think ASCAP and BMI are music publishers. Those are not music publishers. They are performance royalty organizations they pay out royalties. And so if somebody asks you, you know, do you have a music publisher? And you say, yeah, yeah, I'm with cap. That's not a music publisher. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? And so it, it just right. sounds weird. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Um, right. So, yeah, know what you're talking about. Learn the business. Or, or have somebody on your team that is the is, is the music business person that you can say, you know, that's my music business person. Have them do that. Uh, another thing I learned is uh treat people with respect and don't always you know have have something to offer somebody besides your music yeah, okay yeah. in this business these people get handed music all day online in person because people know who they are they're like celebrities in this world so people walk up to them hey hey i got music hey hey i got music and it's kind of like everybody's giving me music i don't even know who you are so have something to offer them besides your music what can you do for them? Why should they take your music? Who are you? So figure out a way to get into that circle and offer them something that's of value to them <laughs> and not you <laughs> so that so that you can work with them. That's I, big, I, man.
0: Just, yes, I it. mean, that, that right there is huge. And that's true for any type of industry, period. Yep. I was just talking to an indie artist the other day, and I was telling them that, you know, one of the things they should try to figure out what they can do is take whatever kind of talent and gift they have and use that at you know in an area where they want to eventually grow in. Right. And you know it's that it's that servitude mind first. Absolutely. And so that's huge man, but keep keep going.
1: Yeah, so um I think the last thing will probably just be uh you know, if you're if you're a Christian person and you're trying to get into this business you know, ask God where you should go. Pray. I mean, don't just jump out there. <laughs> hey, I'm about right. to just do this thing. It's like God God can, like, kind of skip you past a lot of stuff if you just follow his lead. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of sit back and go, okay, Lord, lead me to the right people. And you go to the grocery store or you happen to be somewhere, and the person you want to connect with is, 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 is just sitting right there. And that wouldn't right. have happened if God didn't really set that up. So I I would, would, I would—, I would, I would Definitely suggest doing that, for sure.
0: And another thing too is I just I just realized it just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I interviewed odd Thomas or Thomas Terry from Humble Beast, mm-hmm. like they give all their music away. Mm-hmm. He said that they make an income from licensing.
1: So I'm saying like
0: that that's one of the biggest <laughs> things and, and they've done and I even asked them, I was like, you know, are you particular about who you license music for, who you do this stuff with? And it's not necessarily their songs that they have on their albums, mm-hmm. but even just stuff they create right? and they put it out there. And, uh, it's so that's just a, a you no, know, for any producer out there, if you want to just create beats and register them and then pitch just a beat, you know, I think that would probably work too. Right.
1: Um, your beat's gotta be really, really good. It just can't be the run of the mill boom, 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 I mean, it gotta be, it gotta be something really, really special, especially with no vocals on it, because right, right. you know how many, how many other producers are doing the same thing to have their beat played on MTV. It's yeah. a lot, you know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. And so, so you gotta, um, you know, what I'm saying like that's another thing you need to do too is you gotta be really incredibly special like your music (laughs) can't be just regular like you're competing with the world how many people want to be in 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 like black panther like everybody in like these like famous people too so you got to be up there with them as far as quality and as far as business and as far as knowing what you're doing
0: yeah and i think another thing too is if you're a christian doing this uh make the community look good. Like make the church look (laughs) good. I'm just saying because, you know, people might not even a company like Pure Flix or, you know, like whoever does music for them and their their films and stuff. Careful. Um (laughs) well what I'm saying is like they're they're not gonna pick your song just because you're a Christian. Right, correct. Like so you can't assume that and you know, so especially if you're if you're if you're trying to get uh, music on secular uh, radio, film, TV, I mean, be a, a master at your craft. Absolutely. Master your craft. And, um, and I mean, and that's that's true for anybody, anybody, not just artists, um, in any type of business film or <laughs> business world, <laughs> business market, marketplace, industry, uh, master your craft. Yep. And, um, and you
1: know what too? You know what I'm saying? Just to add to that um my goal really as i um, you know I'm saying? I um, I kind of took a break from music publishing for a couple years. I'm ready to ramp up again this year in uh, 2018 and I really want my goal is to put money in the Christian people's pockets. Like that's what I want to do. That's my goal. You know what I'm saying? I could work with anybody, but I'm seeing that I think this is what God wants me to do. Like let's let's build the kingdom. A lot of things we can't do because we don't have the financing to do it. And it's like, this brings in money. Why not grab a bunch of Christian people, put some money in their pocket and let's get paid. And then let's forward God's kingdom. Um, Another thing too, is I think it would be awesome. If, if you make music that is very ministry focused, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I want people to get saved. I want to do this. I want to do that. You might want to, create a separate catalog specifically for the purpose of pitching for film and TV. Cause there's not a lot of film and TV that's ministry focused. So just write a love song or just write a song about walking down the street or whatever it is, something that you have specifically set aside for pitching for film and TV. Don't expect them to just take whatever you make. Well, will say, you say this is music God gave me and you're saying, da, da, da. well, this is not a ministry over here. This is a business and you're trying to create something that's a value to them, not to you. And if you make another song, your name is still going to be mentioned. They're still going to come back and listen to your ministry focused music because they're going to look you up. So it's a good idea to create a product that will work for them. Now, there's a lot of Christian rap nowadays where it isn't super ministry focused anyway. That's why I think now is a good time to do this for Christian people, because there's a lot of Christian rap that's just like regular music. It's clean. I mean, they're, I mean, like they talk about God just a little bit, and it's like you know what? This would be really good for placements. I mean, like the song Christian Gray that you mentioned, that's a perfect example. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yes, it, and like I said, or like uh, Tragic Hero said, yeah, that is the that's the livelihood of music at this point is publishing and moving forward.
1: It's always been. Uh, <laughs> music yeah, books have been true, around true. forever.
0: True. I mean, but you know, it's going from where out where artists used to could make a money off of selling albums. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now with streaming, you know, y- you got to understand where the market is in general. Uh, study the greats out there, figure out how people are making a living, and you know. And I've been hearing a lot from artists that you know, really, it's it's licensing. I mean, even if you go to like kingstream dot or their website for King Dream, yeah. Like they have a page, their whole entire page on the website just for licensing. See, Uh, you know what's up. And so, you know, (laughs) and it's because they know what's going on. Like, I mean, you know, Ruslan's been full time for a while now. So he understands, okay, this is something that I need, you know, we need to make sure that's on the forefront of our business. And um, so anyway, you know, you learn from the greats, learn from those who were doing it. But um, yeah, man. So where can everybody connect? and find NASSEC and uh, if they need to either learn more about publishing, reach out to you for publishing, where can yeah. they hit you up at?
1: So uh, probably the best place to reach me would be on Twitter uh, at NASSEC, N-A-Z-S-E, C is in Charlie, T is in Tango. Uh, you can reach me on LinkedIn, uh, Stanley Strader on LinkedIn. Um, YouTube is a big place where I have a lot of instructional videos a lot of interviews with like music supervisors, a lot of uh, places where I went to um, conferences and I recorded with my phone. And I mean, I mean, there's even places where like I ask questions and they answer them, um, you know, for the purpose of me getting the footage and add it to my YouTube. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's, uh, you know, YouTube dot com forward slash uh, Nas Pretty much everywhere is just at Nas and then Nas N-A-Z-S-E-C-T. N-A-Z dash Dot com and um, I probably won't be looking for music like right right now, but um, probably around summertime, that's when I'm gonna be looking for music and trying to get this thing going. I'm gonna have really 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 good deals.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> been, gotcha. You know,
1: you know what I'm saying so the contract won't be hard to read. It's gonna be very straightforward. Like oh I get this much, you get this much. Yep, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and your music will never show up in a porn movie. Your music will never show up on a sex scene. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure you get paid. I mean, that's pretty much what it is.
0: There you go, Dave. Well, uh, Stanley, man, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and, uh, and wisdom in this whole music publishing thing. And, yeah, man, I can't wait to get this out there, man. This will be out today. The today we record it. I'm going to get it out because people need this stuff right now. And, uh and yeah, so make sure you hit them up. Again, that's NASTEC on everything. Mm-hmm. uh in the website go download that free album where you'll get a ton of information i gotta uh, go make
1: it free like right after this interview <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know man on the spot on the spot and uh literally yeah, there man. was like what 54 minutes of info up there
1: uh, uh 52 i think 52 yeah. i don't know you gotta close look at to the website hour. whatever the website says yeah close yeah, to for an sure. hour close to an Over hour Over 54 instant. so that means it's like 54 and some seconds, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all about how you word it, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, uh, well, look, man, I'm sure we'll have you back on the show again in the future. And uh, But until next time, man, I really hope NASSEC is able to help a lot of people. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of this company, man. Me
1: too. Thanks Thanks for ha- having me, man. I really appreciate it.
0: All righty. That was the interview with uh, Stanley Stratter. I can't believe I messed up the name of that. I see a lot of times I clarify these things, but I feel like because I've known Stanley for a while, but I never say his last name. So I just kind of totally butchered that. I apologize, man. My bad. But uh anyway, make sure nasec.com dash s-t.com. I'll have that in the show description. But uh hopefully you learn something from that. I know I learned a lot. And, you know, just these things that we just need to make sure we are aware of when it comes to music business. And if you're involved in music at all, you need to know these things. And so, but, you know, another thing that we had talked about, and uh, just to share, be honest with you. So at the end of every interview, for the most part, I always get tongue-tied because I'm not entirely sure how to end the interview. Because I'm ending the interview, and I know I'm going right into the outro for the show. And so, but Stanley told me, he said, man, you really need a tagline to end the show with. So I'm going to be working on a tagline to end the interviews or even the show because the show itself doesn't have a tagline at the end. If you want to help me out with that, let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jason Bordeaux1, Instagram at Jason Bordeaux1. Uh, Make sure you follow the Facebook page, facebook.com slash business with Bordeaux and hit the website, businesswithbordeaux.com. It's pretty much everywhere. Um, well, the not really because Jason Bordeaux and business with the Bordeaux is different. But uh, that's something I'm going to try to get switched over because when you're doing something, that's an important thing to do when you're naming your podcast, your company, anything like that. But speaking of which, don't forget, if you were interested in doing a podcast, then make sure you hit up the website, Uh, Go look at the information that I provided for you that I have up there so far. I am going to be adding more information. If you need me to help walk you through that, um, I will be setting up a way for that to happen. And, you know, because I want to see more people get involved in podcasting. I want to see more Christians out there covering a variety of topics. And, you know, those are just some things that I want to be a part of building uh, in the, the body of Christ as a whole. And so let me know if I can help you do that and I'll see what I can help you with. And so, and if you want to support the show on a financial matter, uh, you can use my uh, Amazon affiliate link on the website and all the affiliate links for the podcasting equipment is also tied to business with the Porto. And also I have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash business with the Porto, of course. And, uh, and you can support monthly, uh, just like Aaron Simpkins at truestrengthapparel.com. Um, you know, he's been supporting since day one also, as well as, uh, you know, Stan Lee, uh, prophet Josiah, he's got a couple different names, but also, and LT is our latest, uh, patron for the show. So make sure you go uh, support all of them for supporting the show. And I have like a $1 tier, a $3 tier, a $5 tier, and a $10 tier. In the $10 tier, uh, you'll also get a little bit of uh, fresh ears consulting. And I say fresh ears because uh, sometimes it's just good to have somebody else to talk to that is uh, just not around you all the time and not heavily involved in your business, just to have an outsider's perspective. And maybe I can give you a hand and some ideas and some pointers on what might help you build your business. And uh, that's involved. It's like a 30-minute call a month. And that comes with a $10 uh, tier. And so it's a pretty cheap consulting gig for that. So anyway, I also want to thank trackstars.com. Make sure you go to trackstars. Uh, We are in the process of working on the podcasting network over there. So if you already are a podcaster and you want to join the podcasting network, make sure you go to uh, contact us at trackstars.com and let us know if that's something you're interested in. That's another thing we're trying to do is build that up. And so getting people started with podcasting so they can join that network will be a great pivot for whoever wants to do that. And then uh, we also do branded podcasts. So if you just want us to do a podcast for you and, you know, you just, you want to have a podcast, but you don't have the time, the ability to do it yourself, we can do all of that actually for you. That's another service that we're offering now too. And so again, contact us at trackstars.com if you're interested in any of that. And so that's pretty much it for the show this week. I do want to thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you so much for all of you who listen repeatedly. You're awesome. And until next time, I'm going to try to come up with a tagline for the end of the show. But until next time, I hope whatever it is you're doing succeeds, expands and grows. And I hope you grow closer to God in that journey and you grow closer to your goals. So thanks for tuning in. See you next week.